0: Okay. You ready? I'm ready, Brian. Thank you for having me. Hello there and welcome. Wrong part. <laughs> Can I do it? Hello there and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there and welcome pink milk
1: your star wars podcast for us super fans and those of us who are forced to listen to them today is someday and someday somebody's hiding in the closet we'll get out of the closet already. i'm with you it's that time are you ready thomas i'm ready let's drink drink up this is red five i'm going in
0: I am a Jedi, like my father before me.
1: Hello there. Pop-Pop. Hello
0: there. How are you? I am well. How are you doing? I'm doing mighty fine. Thank you. Great to hear. How was your weekend? Busy. How was yeah. your weekend?
1: No, my weekend was good too. So busy, in fact, that uh it's not the weekend anymore and we're doing this last minute.
0: Well, nobody really knows that. Do we have to say anything? I like to live a life of
1: transparency. <laughs> Speaking of transparency, I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my better half and your better host, Thomas. Hello, hello. If you are new here, hello. If you're old here, hello. Thank and welcome you. back. And welcome back. Welcome and welcome back. We appreciate you so very much. It is a new year. There's new Star Wars. We are so late that we saw a new, new Star Wars trailer that just dropped last night. That's how late we are. Ooh. Ooh. I was anticipating the Mandalorian trailer. I guess that trailer. was a giveaway now. Mm-hmm. I was anticipating the trailer so Aren't much could talk. only late by a day?
0: No, we're not technically late.
1: When does Well, the... no, the episode comes out tomorrow. It just means I'll be here all night editing. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What did you think of the uh, Mandalorian trailer, Pop? I what? thought it was really great. I'm excited.
1: Yeah? Mm-hmm. How Favorite about part?
0: yourself? Favorite part? Hmm. Definitely the new city that they go to. Okay. It actually very much looks like uh, Disneyland when we Batu. saw you.
1: Yeah, somebody Batu. said Batuu's there, but I only saw Navarro. I mean, Navarro I don't is where know. Brief, it
0: just uh, looks like
1: Cargo it was, mm-hmm. but that's the city that we've always been to, as far as I know. Unless he's at Batuu now or something, I don't know. But Navarro, but there was the IG Eleven standing a stormtrooper head. Mm-hmm. So that city just keeps getting cleaned up because there's no more Empire. They pushed him out, and now. Freedom. It looks more beautiful than oppression. Imagine that. It does look all fresh and clean. Yeah. Um. I thought the trailer was great. I love the. Uh, it felt like a football trailer because it was just very like bro fest with yeah, Mandalorians, mm, Mandalorians, mm, love my mandos. That. But then uh, then underneath the surface of that, I got very emotional because it's the Mandalorian and I always do. Um. But this whole thing about like maybe they're off into a speculation station, by the way, uh, into like a Mandalorian season, uh, civil war or something. And huh. he's like telling all those other, other Mandalor, other Mandalorians, like, who are we? What do we stand for? Meanwhile, our boy Din didn't know who he was, didn't know what he stood for, for a very long time, but he met his little son and they're coming together and mm-hmm. I love it. And then my favorite line was when, one, Din Djarin being a dad slash teacher is the most adorable thing. And they're in their little starship together. And he's like, you know, being a Mandalorian isn't just about fighting. It's also about knowing your way around the galaxy so you don't get lost. And Aww. remember, he was lost for like so long between bounty hunters and pirates. And Din Djarin was lost for so long until they found each other.
0: Aww. It made me very <laughs> emotional. It's very cute. <laughs> Oh, Whitney.
1: (laughs) So emotional, baby. Every time I think of you. See (laughs) my (laughs) Mandalorian. But, you know, we're not here to talk about Mando. Not this week, anyway. Nope. Not until March 1st, Pop. March March 1st. A few more weeks. A few more weeks. Thank God. I love Mandalorian. It is, like, hands down, easily my most favorite Star Wars. Like, nothing gets me more excited than a Mando. My Din and my Grogu. Well, there you go. I'm very excited. My Din Djarin and the Mandalorian, the Mandoverse is going to be my entryway. What did you just call it? The Mandoverse? The Mandoverse. Yeah, so Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. Skeleton Crew, I guess, is coming around this time. Uh, It's my entry into TikTok. That's what my entire TikTok is going to be about. I like it. it. I like it. So, you know, very exciting. Uh, But we are not here to talk about that today, even though I could probably spend several podcasts just talking about that one trailer and especially partnered up with the other one, but we're here to talk about bad batch episode three. forgot about that already. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) the solitary clone. And, uh, yeah, I loved the episode. It's great. Episode starts off on a new planet Desix, that we had never seen, but Lord knows it was beautiful. All about that castle. Love that. It's always sunset. Um, especially because I think things sun, the sun is setting on the way of life for a lot of people, and the Empire is there. So what's tomorrow going to look like? I don't know. The Empire wants one thing, and the soon-to-be Rebel Alliance wants a new sunrise. So I'm very excited about that. But we met Tani Ames, new queen, Stan her amazing, also dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> She's, <Sorry>. dead. <laughs> She's dead. She's oh, dead. I was so excited to have a new queen, and then... Dead. Then the queen was out of the closet, but the homo in the closet
0: was like, Phew, you're not gonna take me out. Uh <sighs> sorry. It that was all sorts sensitive. of wrong, by the way. What I just how said. How it went down. No, oh. I don't know how it went down the episode. What I just said was also all sorts yeah. of wrong. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> so we anyways, love you for who
1: you are. Yeah, anyways, uh uh they're trying to take her down. She has she is part Desix was part of the uh, Separatists, so mm-hmm. as far as she's concerned. The gov- the empire has no business there because they are like out of the Republic. Since she wasn't in the Republic, she, ha- they have no business there, but the empire don't play like that. They're there to take over everything. So we see battle droids being good guys and clothes clones being bad guys, which is the exact opposite of the clone wars. Very great. And then we get uh crosshair doing all sorts of cool shots, right? Down to like a tank, pew, pew. <laughs> throwing up his little disc and pew, 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 off mirrors. It was great. And um, then we kill the governor. Cody's like, "Oh yeah, Cody's back." Hey, Cody, how are you? Didn't recognize you and Gray because y'all look the same. You're just and he got a lot player. of airtime. He
0: actually was he kind of the focus. He's especially really, towards the end.
1: He was a really big deal for um, the uh, the Clone Wars fans.
0: Too Is bad it? he's not a man of his word.
1: Mm hmm. Hopefully, he'll find his way around. Anyways, and then uh, <laughs> Crosshair <laughs> shoots her down because shoots Tani down because. Cody wouldn't do it, and the episode's over. Cody went AWOL, and our boy in the closet doubled down. He ain't coming out of that closet. He's like, went farther into the shadows. That was basically the gist of the episode.
0: Okay. Well, hey, folks, thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening today. We appreciate you stopping so, by. <laughs> no,
1: now that I got that all out, what did you think of this episode, Pop?
0: May I be honest?
1: I would prefer that, yes.
0: <sighs> well... My girl must have been studying for her certified mixology test at the bar because she didn't bother to show up for the job and wasn't even in the episode. I can only imagine what she was studying the other day was for the test, and I hope she passes. But she didn't show up for work, so she wasn't in the episode. I cannot Mm -hmm. believe it's episode three, and now we are not even putting in the main characters in the episode. I find that interesting. That's it, you know. Sorry. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you think she was at least listening to Missy Elliott?
0: I don't Starting know what she that, was doing.
1: Time to lick shots. <laughs> Why you all front? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why? I Okay. This see, is I, off
0: to a slow start. Although I know we did have a conversation separately from the podcast. I apologize. From the podcast. From the podcast. The podcast. I know it was a setup episode. Once again, Setting up what's going on, yeah, you know. However, I just find it—we're off to a slow start at this moment in time. I still love my bad batch. Mm-hmm. I'm holding out hope. I know I'll be wrong by the end, or please let me be wrong by the end. <laughs> but this is not, you know, you still didn't a good get your start. Big season opener. No, I feel like I'm. I had did get three filler episodes though for the middle. Okay, so maybe you know
1: it's interesting that you say this because I have, we have had a few conversations and I've been sitting on it thinking to myself, um, the book of Boba Fett has not been my favorite of the new Star Wars stuff. And I remember when that show started, I kind of felt like it was a really slow start too. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work for me then. So I'm curious why this is okay for me now. And I think it's because we've had a season with these people. So like, I know who they are. I don't, I didn't need a big, like, boom, pow, bang, because I already, I got that. The first two episodes of of
0: The Bad Batch were crazy and great. So you don't need for them to be in the episode? No, I love that. But that's like, uh, to come me. Come on, why were they not in the episode? I mean, I, I hey, I literally feel like we could have taken this episode and put it maybe a few weeks later yeah. after we had yet again bonded with our uh, our main characters.
1: I think, because I guess for me, I look at Star Wars as, like, like the show Bad Batch, it isn't episode to episode. I Mm -hmm. look at it as one big, one big thing. We've been talking a lot on Kiki. Interesting. On the live show that like Star Wars, even like you think Luke, no, I am your father is one of the most culturally shocking moments in cinematic history. Right. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't really played for shock value. I feel like, like, I hate to bring up the MCU because I feel like I always bust on the MCU, but like you do, <laughs> it's not my thing. Uh, but okay. like in Infinity War, the snap and they killed half the people. That was shock value. You know, the all you knew all of those people were coming back. Maybe a couple of them wouldn't have, but then what do you know? They all came back. But like there was no weight to it, and you saw it once, and then once you see the the sequel, okay, they all disappear. And for me the MCU hasn't done a good enough job of dealing with repercussions after everyone had left. I think they try to, but the MCU is not interested in getting deep into things for me. Uh, However, okay. When Luke, I am your father was shocking when you heard it, but that line never gets old because of like the emotion in that thing. And like, it continues into the next film and then it continues into the sequel trilogy. like, They use that moment and then built upon it, so it's shocking, but it holds up for rewatch after rewatch.
0: So here's the difference between your world and my world, though. You're the super fan. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's forced to listen to it. So for me, it's flipping on a TV show. Yep. For you, you're talking about the entire world. For me, I'm talking about that 21 minutes I invested. (laughs) That wasn't great. Middle of a sandwich. I'm not the only one. (laughs) I'm not the only one that's in my camp. No, most people so are they're different. not. I mean, they are. Hey, they. How long were they gone for? A year and a half, something like that. Okay, so you've been we've gone. Been, for we've a year been running and a half. with a year and a half. I don't know. Okay, either. they've been gone for a year and a half. Yeah, they show up with two sleepy beginning episodes, and then they throw in an episode where the characters are not even. The main characters are not even there. And yeah. I know iPatch Guy, who I call Eye Guy. No, he doesn't have an eye patch on. What's his name again? Crosshair. Crosshair. Yes. No. Not part of the Bad Batch. No, I just, again, hey, I actually, as a standalone standalone episode, when I really stepped back and I thought about what it was trying to tell me, I thought it was very good. I just, you know, hey, it's disappointing. I'll leave it there.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. It's one of my favorite Star Wars stories ever.
0: And I think because... (laughs) Like it's okay.
1: All of that stuff, the bullets, the pew pew pews, the tanks, the mirrors, pew pew. It's all cool. It's gravy. It's wonderful. But then there's more to it underneath that. And I think for me, looking at the whole story, I love the idea of what it's what it's saying about like right now. We Tani had a real point that they were not involved with that government and she like it flipped the whole idea of the separatists on its head. Now we, the audience know that Count Dooku was actually Darth Tyrannus and was a Sith Lord and in cahoots with the emperor whose whole purpose was to overturn the government and create this galactic empire. He warned Tani that that was happening back in the day at some point she like, was that before he was Darth Tyrannus? Was that when he was just count Dooku? I don't, I don't know that part of the story. There has been a few count Dooku stories. So maybe they have covered that. But for me, it's interesting not knowing like, when did that happen? Was he playing her or did he really believe in that? And did his anger and hatred to the Republic start to bend him towards the Sith? Um, Because during the prequels, we have this idea that it's that, that, the Republic is a democracy and we love Padme. She stands for everything that is the Republic, right? And you love it. And then in this, you see that maybe they really were right. If they were just independent the whole time, then they would have been able to take care of their people. And it's really, it's interesting to me when a story can give you different perspectives from a certain point of view, everyone is right or wrong. And I think I love that Star Wars does that, and I think Star Wars is so good at doing that because we go back and forth in the timeline, so you know how things finish, so you can recontextualize it, and because you also know where it was, you know, like, it just, you constantly, Star Wars is just constantly reinventing. It's like Madonna. Mm -hmm. It's constantly reinventing itself.
0: I mean, I could definitely see what you're saying, and I understand, and I love your explanation of what Mm -hmm. the episode was, but not everyone is going to have you at home to explain the episode. I guess they should. They should should is right. I agree a hundred percent. Hey, if you're listening to pink milk right now and you haven't, it didn't seem to be placed in the same spot where it should be. That's all.
1: Hey, if you have a friend or two or three that haven't, that you haven't mentioned pink milk to, you should, because then maybe I'll be in their living rooms. Yes, you you should. (laughs) 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 Would really help the show grow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really like that. I like that. It, it, it gives the separatists who have only been bad for so long like a reason to go, hmm, maybe they're onto something. And I think there is a a dark side to democracy. I mean, we just saw it on January 6th. We saw a president and now we had our own governor here who's still like not just whining that she lost the election. She's actively trying to change the election results like actively
0: oh, the, Yeah. The one who you was know. running for governor. Yeah. yeah
1: uh she didn't win though no she didn't win but she's you know everybody in politics i mean i can't stand politics to begin with i'm team obi-wan i don't trust any politician and i think as a u.s citizen i think it is our duty to not trust the government that's the entire reason our country got here um greed got in the way i'm sure everybody says that about their country though (laughs) i hope so no not every country some countries can't you go to prison if you say that out loud probably true so thank god we live here um But I don't trust my government and I'm always questioning them. And I'm always questioning, I I believe and I stand for the ideals this country is founded on and don't trust people who are trying to use those ideals for their own personal gain, which is, you know, hashtag support term limits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No career politicians. Mm Um, but then, you know, so that was great. But the other part of this episode that I really liked is as you and I spoke last week, I find the bad batch to be queer. I think I love the queer coding in this show. Um, if you haven't listened to our after darks from last year during bad batch, I really highly suggest one, listen to us two on H and H, but, um, those last two episodes in particular of season one on after dark, we really like kind of coded the whole, taking down of Topoca city as the AIDS crisis and the AIDS epidemic and what happened. And it was, I it was some of my favorite shows we've done. Okay. Um, so I think, and watching Crosshair as and viewing him as a character who is still in the closet is an interesting way to view the show. And he is kind of resentful of his brothers, the rest of clone force 99, the bad batch for coming out. And they came out in a very hard time. We came out in very difficult times of our own country in the nineties when it was not easy to come out and God forbid everyone who came out before us, but it's not easy. And so there's like, I think from what I read on social media, I, I feel that there's more pressure on younger kids to come out because broad strokes, it's easier to come out now than it was when we were that younger and it was easier for us to come out than it was for people before us, right? hmm And so I kind of like this idea that that it's teaching this, this idea that you're somewhat sympathetic with Crosshair for just not being ready and he doesn't know where he belongs. He's just a soldier. He doesn't see himself as anything else. And sometimes as queer people, I feel like we are told we're not human for a long time. We're just gay and we're, you know, slurs and all that. And it's hard for us to find our own selves and our own identity. And so we hide in that closet for a long time. And I hope that society is still allowing people to be in that closet as long as they need to. It's not a great place to be in. I mean, I want everybody out because it's much freer once you're out, but it's not always easy to get there. And maybe, you know, I'm team Crosshair Redemption, because I think I want him to be out,
0: but... I think he's just evil at the moment, so yes. I don't know. And when you see the episode, you'll know why I feel that way.
1: No, he's evil. I yeah. you know,
0: Hopefully, you've watched it by now if you're listening to this. But, like, do you remember
1: being younger and having friends who weren't out, or you weren't the out one with your friends?
0: <laughs> no, because I didn't. I mean, I, I came out later in life anyway. Yeah. So... So and no, you didn't I didn't really associate No, okay. No, I didn't even really know any gay people. And if I did, I didn't talk to them. Because <laughs> I didn't know if they were yeah. gay or not. So no. Because I remember, I mean, I came
1: out when I was 18. I came out really young. And it's very on brand for Brian to like, <laughs> nobody's going to hold me back from True. doing anything. <laughs> um, I've, had, I've had that attitude my whole life. And it wasn't easy. But I came out so young that some of my friends didn't. And honestly, like when you and I first started dating, like there was still this like weird weirdness with your family of I couldn't Mm -hmm. totally be your boyfriend, but I was also they all knew you were gay. And it's a really hard space to be in, Mm -hmm. like as the person who's put back into the closet when you've come out. Because I feel like there's a lot of trauma that you relive in those moments. And I certainly was never mad because I understand, but I can see how people get resentful and I I can even go back to like during college when I would get called out for being gay and i had to have F slurs thrown at me and some of my friends who were also gay, but maybe more like straight acting didn't get called out on those things and they didn't stand up for me because that would make them out. Hmm. And it's, I feel like that's where Crosshair is. And it's like this, I think this episode is just bringing a lot of that up. And I find it very, very
0: interesting.
1: I find it interesting that even in a not queer specific way that you have this person who there is a, he knows what he's doing is wrong. Right. I hope so. Like, he knows it's wrong, and he's, but you know, But from what you're soldiers. saying is
0: he doesn't think it's wrong, so who's to say No, I think he does, wrong? but I think he's... To me, I thought it was wrong, but that's it. I think he's so beaten down by the system that he
1: just doesn't think, and he's only a soldier. That's all he is. He's so used to being used
0: mm-hmm. that he doesn't even see himself as an individual. And he's not alone. There's a lot of people no. that feel that way. So yeah. he thinks that he's on the side of right.
1: But I don't even know if he thinks he's on the side of right. I, I think, think he, he just—I
0: think he just thinks he so little of himself
1: that he's not entitled to have an opinion.
0: Hmm. I'll
1: have to think. That's about how that. I like. That's how I'm watching this, and I find it—it it gives me a sympathetic character who does really horrible things. It's not excusing any of what he's doing, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of heartbroken for the dude. Like, just in the same way that you're—you're you're kind of heartbroken for Anakin. Like, Anakin does really horrible things, but like you want him to come back after he's Darth Vader you want him to return to Luke Skywalker. You want him to learn those things. Um, I don't know. I, but I, so you're saying he's like an Anakin in a way. I think so. Hmm. I think I want him to find himself and I want him to know that he is of value just like every human pe- person, just like every little queer kid or queer trans kid who has it really hard right now, like thinking they're not of value. You are a value no matter what, you are always a value. You always, always, always have to root for yourself first. And that's one of the things that I've always found inspiration in Star Wars is I think Star Wars recognizes that you have to have friends around you to believe in you. But at the end of the day, it's your own destiny. You're in control of who you are and you have to find your own happiness. And it's a very like uplifting, self-uplifting thing. And I want I want that for crosshair.
0: I hope Crosshair gets it. And I
1: think, you know, I hope Omega helps him with that.
0: Well, when she gets off from work, she probably will. (laughs) Get him drunk off uh, Puffer Big Shots. She's in there like listening to Little John. I cannot believe she didn't show up for her job. (laughs) Well, she's old. Maybe she was, you know. Hung over from the night before, testing all the uh, products. (sighs) I don't know what they're doing over there at that shop. (laughs) (laughs) They're
1: heisting things. They're... Running, running, running jobs, Thomas. They're running
0: jobs.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, well, I hope for you that you get a better episode.
0: Well, I'm... What do you need? Eternal ups. Well, how about some consistency? How about we uh, show up for work? We, uh, the characters (laughs) are in the episode, so I'm not feeling as if though I'm watching yet again another new Star Wars show. So, I, you know, let's stop bringing the past and let's work on the current but the uh, show's, show. But this show's a prequel, so it's all in the past. Oh, well, no wonder do I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm here for it. Give me the onion. Give me the jigsaw. Like, that is... I love... I yeah, have wait, high hopes. I want to be you, clear. I have high hopes. You were a fan of Lost. You're a big Lost fan. And Lost was almost like the show started... And it was a puzzle box and they threw all the pieces and slowly but surely that entire picture started to come together.
0: Truthfully, I watched Lost maybe the first couple episodes and then I never watched it again. Oh. And, then, and we- then when we got together, I started watching it and then I really, really enjoyed it. Loved the final episode, how it all ended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you recall, there was a lot of I didn't know what was going on in between. No, I think we no did a rewatch. Did. We did we do a full rewatch though? I don't we have. We, I mean I have, have rewatched
1: okay. that show probably five times. Okay. It's one of my Ah, the good old days when we had all that time. I know. <laughs> mm. But Lost is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I love I love stories that ask more questions than give answers. I love stories that ask a lot of its audience. I love stories that invite you into that world to play with, Mm -hmm. uh, to play with it and put your, and put yourself into it. So like, I guess I'm just always down for an adventure, but it's funny. Like how much I like this. Like I said earlier, I felt like a lot of the things that you're upset about in this show, I was upset about in the book of Boba Fett and you really like the book of Boba Fett too. But like I just, there was a lack of consistency in book of Boba Fett. There's a lack of like a through line. It's some of my complaints about the sequel trilogy. Like I just feel like it's all kind of a little bit all over the place, mm-hmm. but why do I like it here? So I don't, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to ponder that. Cause I'm glad in this conversation, I'm starting to percolate on that. Percolate away. You know, like uh, I was just talking today with someone about, uh, the sequel trilogy and Ray Skywalker in particular. And there's a lot of younger star Wars fans that are big fans of the sequel trilogy that quite possibly grew up with the clone wars where I had episodes like this, that like Ahsoka Obi-Wan or Anakin weren't even in the episode at all. I think there was even episodes where there was like literally like just B characters. Uh, I mean, there's Jar Jar episodes and Jar Jar wasn't even in that show much. Um, so I like that. And I think younger generations we're used to those kinds of stories, which is why when the sequel trilogy came out and it was all about the Skywalkers, they may have been frustrated. But That was a different story. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I've got to figure this out, Thomas.
0: I have confidence in you. I know you will.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to percolate.
0: Percolate.
1: And be like one of those little coffee makers. that you're. Well, speaking of coffee animal- makers. Hmm. Oh, my God, I don't know how you went from coffee (laughs) to Manscaped. Manscaped. We've got a sponsor. You know, what do they say? Um, Maybe in the mornings, (laughs) on the weekends, if you're like us, because it's the only time you have time, maybe you could do a little ball trim while you're drinking your coffee.
0: You know, you can do anything you want with the Manscaped equipment. You don't even have to tell us. We know what they made it for, though. (laughs) Uh, So for ease and convenience
1: manscape. You know, they even they have a great nose trimmer, nose near trimmer because sometimes And they have products too. us older dudes especially. Hair grows everywhere. Hair grows ever. I mean, I'm a fan of the hair, but you know what I'm also a fan of? Switching things up sometimes. So sometimes, you know, I like to look like I'm a 90s porn star with nothing.
0: Well, I can guarantee you the last thing on an appointment that you want to do when you're hiring a realtor is to look at their nose hair. So that's why I have my <laughs> manscaped <laughs> So if you ear trimmer <laughs> and I that's right, you can use it in your ear. <laughs> you don't want your nose hair sticking out. <laughs> so if you are in the business of working with
1: the public and you don't want your clients slicking your nose or ear hair, head on over to manscaped.com, use our code Pinkballs for 20% off your order and free shipping.
0: I'm so, not saying you should show up and show them your work downstairs. I'm just saying, hey, the Nostrom would be a good idea. Well, hey, you could be a sex worker and then they are going that's to... That's a whole other... I'm downstairs. not in that so, business, but I don't judge. Yeah, support your... So, you know, <laughs> sex workers use our code pinkballs. We could have a lot of a lot of tax revenue if we tax that business. We do, we, have it a, legal. we
1: do have a few sex workers that watch our show.
0: Oh, cool. Well, us.
1: thank you. Yeah. So manscaped might just be for you hey manscape (laughs) all right thomas anything else where can people find us oh well brian and why would i tell them when you could (laughs) all right you can follow me and this show at serving pink milk mostly on twitter on instagram soon to be tiktok to talk about the mandoverse shoot us an email with any questions thoughts concerns any of those things at serving probably at- not me at servingpeakmilk <laughs> at gmail.com and uh, i'm very excited so that you're excited again thank you to our patrons if you are watching thank you. if you're a patron you're watching this right now on patreon.com if you're interested in that scroll down below Click the link. Join us for five bucks a month if that's something you want to do. Until next week, Thomas, are you ready? I'm ready, Brian. All right, let's do this thing and drink up. Drink up.